back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Growing Up Gay. It is I, Vaughn. It is I, Yo Malik. What's up, y'all? Uh, we hope you all are having a wonderful day, night, morning, month, week, whatever it is. Whenever you're listening to this, um, <clears throat> I first want to say, again, thank you guys so much for all the support that you guys have been giving the podcast. Please continue to tell your friends about it. We've been seeing, like... Such good interaction and growth with the the show lately, and I want us to keep that up because, you know, we are a community-based show. So if you have any queer friends or if you have any heterosexual friends that, you know, don't mind listening to two gay men talk, (laughs) uh, (laughs) please let them know about the show. That way, you know, we can keep this thing moving, keep this thing um, booming. But Malik, how have you been since we last spoke? I've been really well, you guys. Um... What's so funny about what you just said about us being a community-based show? Just today, I was um, <clears throat> I was leaving yoga, and um, one of my um, uh, teacher friends who teaches at the studio that I teach at, uh, I, I was I was heading out, and her class was getting ready to start after mine, and she was like, "Oh my God, Malik, you should stay and take my class." And I was like, "I can't because I have to teach." I'm sorry, not the teacher, but I have to record my podcast after this. And she said, oh, my God, what's your show? I was like, it's called Growing Up Gay. And she said, oh, my gosh, I love to hear about two gay guys talking. So <laughs> that, that is so funny that you just said that because that's exactly what she said. Um, you well, know, sis, if you subscribed, to, hi. <laughs> sis, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Um, overall, my week has been, it's, it's been pretty cool. This is my first week. Um, working from home, uh, I, I'm on this new thing now where I'm going to be working two days remotely, um, which is exciting for me because I'm going to be able to spend more time um, with my family and with my brother and, and, and also with the show. So I'm excited about having more me time where I, I don't have to commute to the office because y'all, my office is, is it's a hop, it's a jump, it's a skip away. Okay. <laughs> it ain't close. So being able to be at home is going to be really, uh, I think, uh, important and, and groundbreaking when it comes to being able to do more stuff for the show and also teach more yoga. So that is exciting. Friend, how's your week going? Um, I've actually not have a, had a bad week. <laughs> um, I feel like this is the first, um, first week in a very long time that has been, like, decent. Like, I got back in the gym this week and... that's been kind of kicking my ass but like not in the traditional sense more so in the sense of like wow i have to start all the way over because i didn't work out for five weeks because i was you know under the weather and literally couldn't go to the gym um so it's like but I'm, i'm i'm approaching it from a different um mindset this time i'm going to like just to to and i'll talk more about this when we get into our um get it together um, so yeah, I switched my mindset in regard to that, but I'm excited to be back. Um, my director that I really hate, um, is going to be gone for three and a half weeks. Ooh. So yes. Vacation? <laughs> yes. Um, she's going home to her country. God, I hope she stays there. Um, <laughs> I can't stand her. Um, but, um, but yeah, so that like, I've been like, had, I, I avoided her for the most part for her last two days. And like now, um, when I go to work, that's one less person that I. That's honestly, she's like the only one left that I like dislike. Dislike everybody else, I like them. Or there's only one other person that gets on my nerves. But I say all that to say, um, yeah, I'm I'm on the up and up 
I'm on the up and up and it feels good. I didn't know that it would. And it feels good. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. It's good to be on the up and up because Isn't listen, it? when you're down, you're down. Because okay. Mercury is no longer in retrograde. Who today no is the new moon. Fade. It's a new moon today, you new guys. New moon, you know, it's, 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 you know, new cut, new color, you know. <laughs> so I'm very excited. Although, you know what kind of punched me in my whole face? Two different things. One... I thought I knew a lot about this astrology stuff. I don't. I, I don't know anything. I don't know anything at all. Um, I So I found out today that apparently, like, although Mercury retrograde ends or ended, there's still a two-week shadow. And I was like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. You like something else? <laughs> like, wait a minute. Like, how are you going to come through a wreck shop and then leave a shadow for two weeks? Like, bitch, like, what? So, yeah, apparently there's, like, this shadow, which is, like, the clearing out space when... And I was like, this is too much. This is too much. This is too much. Like, I just need her to leave. Like, why she got to leave and then linger? So, apparently, yeah, apparently Mercury Retrograde won't be officially over until August 15th. (laughs) Like... Well, well, listen. Like, how you put in a... Like, how Mercury Retrograde gets to put in a two weeks notice? Excuse me? <laughs> before she, before, before she, leaves. she leaves. Like, girl, right. you should just quit on the spot. Like, how you gonna put in a two weeks notice? Ma'am. No, ma'am. Mama says she has to um, go ahead and, and tie up all her loose ends. And then you know. And then she'll be out of here. And then you know what makes it worse on top of all of that? Guess which month it's supposed to return. Guess. Ooh, what? October. Please, please don't say October. October. Our month. I like, knew it. Our I month. Knew it. Like what? Like God. <laughs> what is like? What did I do? Like y'all don't want to survive and just be thriving. Like God, the powers that be, Oshun, whomever I gotta pray to, Ja. What did I do? Why would it like leave with a two weeks notice and then come back in my month? Like my birthday. When it's month. time to really party and turn up. I'm disgusted. Yeah. Now um, I'm in distress. Well, you guys, for the new moon, set some new intentions. Get clear about what you want to do, who you want to be. New opportunities are on the horizon, but in order for in order for you to really manifest them, you can have to be really clear, really intentional, um, and really steadfast on what you want to do this next month and in these next few weeks. So definitely make sure that you are goal oriented and tenacious with your shit because like, like Vaughn said, the bitch is hanging over. She's like a damn hurricane that does not want to clear. She just want to keep <laughs> turning, 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 turning. So be very weary. And uh, I think that takes us until I get it together. Vaughn, do you want to start it off for us? Yes. Um, so we're doing something a little bit different this week, guys. Um, this week, I will be doing the Get It Together. And the incomparable Malik will be doing our Growing Up Gay segment. So oh. um, for this week's Get It Together, I want to shout out. Hold on. I had to grab it. Um, <clears throat> so my Get It Together for this week is Betterment always in always um and what i mean by that is literally take inventory of your life and figure out what you need to better and what you want to better um 
and when I say better, I mean do better. Like if you want to feel better, if you want to, um, <clears throat> you know, learn how to play an instrument better, if you want to learn how to sing better, if you want to learn how to dance better, if you want to have, you know, better, um, a, a better eating or a better lifestyle as far as uh, your health goes, if you want a betterment in, in, in whatever way you want possible. And I came up with that because I've been reading um, a book by Antoine Ward Jr. Some of you guys might be familiar with that name. He is an Instagram influencer um, and he pushes the Ward body lifestyle. And he has a book that is titled An Organic Guide to Living uh, Happier and Healthier. Um, and I just started reading the book. I'm not even halfway through yet. Um, but he has a philosophy that I really, uh, think is really dope and it's about the everyday athlete and it's about approaching life as if you were an athlete or as if you are an athlete and not an athlete in the sense of, um, physical activity, but in any sense, if you are a teacher, if you are a, you know, yoga instructor, if you are an RN, if you are a doctor, whatever the case may be, approach life like you are an everyday athlete and like the idea behind that is essentially conditioning yourself much like athletes do they they had they condition themselves in order to be able to perform they they spend a lot of time taking care of their bodies um pushing themselves and you know consist continuously striving to be better overall in general. And I, I really love that mindset because I think if a lot of us did look at ourselves as everyday athletes, like whatever your job is, you do need to do the conditioning. You do need to, to, to you know, and, and it's like I said, not just your job, like whatever it is across the, the board, however you want to better yourself. I think you need to, to take inventory of yourself and say, okay, I have a goal. I know what I want to do. I know where I would like to be. And it's funny because Malik and I were talking about this uh, before we started recording, like, I'm not worried about right now. You know, I'm worried about next year. I'm worried about 30. I'm worried about, you know, three years from now. You know what I mean? Like, now is important, yes. But what are the steps that I need to take right now so that, like, I can be where I want to be in the future? Because I feel like a lot of us can spend so much time saying to ourselves, you know, I'm not where I want to be or, oh, how I wish or if I could go back. Like, I've had so many conversations with people about, you know, if I can go, just go back to 18, if I can go back to college, or if I could go back to high school and, like, start from there, like, with all the things that I know now, you know, I would approach things so differently. And then, like, the next question always is, like, well, you know those things now, so are you going to approach life differently from this point on, or are you just going to continue to, like, lull in the fact that five or ten years has gone by and maybe you aren't where you want to be, um, or you haven't done the things you'd like to do. What are you gonna make? Sh what are you gonna do now to make sure, five, ten years now from now, when you're looking back, you're not saying, "Oh, if I can go back to ten years ago," you know what I mean? So yeah, that's my uh, get it together for this week. Betterment always and always, and I'll share with you guys two of the things that I'm currently um, working on. I really want to learn Spanish. Um, I took Spanish mm. in high school. I have a great Spanish tongue is what people say because I can pronounce everything um, very That's true. You really can. Nicely. And I suck at that. And you Thank are you. really good at pronouncing those, uh, those like those Spanish R's and yes. rolling your tongue like, and stuff Puerto like Vallarta, that. Like, Puerto Rico. Oh, you know? Listen, oh, did yeah. you hear me yesterday? Uh, on my I, that's why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I said that. 
Um, you tried. It's okay. That's all that matters. Um, I tried so hard. Honestly, and, and, and I've been told that since I was in high school. So I, but and it's funny because when people and living in Harlem, everyone is Spanish. It feels like <laughs> like there are so many people that like you would just think they're like you know or you know just another african-american person or another black person and then they speak nothing but like spanish or like they come up and they just they switch from english to spanish and i think that is so dope and it's funny because i find myself understanding like piece by piece like i'm like okay that means this okay that means that like i can't really piece together but i can kind of get what they're kind of sort of saying so like one of the things that i'm doing to better myself is i'm going to start taking learning spanish very seriously and like i have um with my job, they provide Rosetta Stone for free. And it's funny, nice. I took one class of it, and I still remember everything from that one class. So I'm like, so if you can remember that one class, like, verbatim, and, like, you know all those words now, why haven't you in, it's taken the time to do the rest of the classes <laughs> to become more fluent in the language? So that's one of the things that I'm doing. And the other thing is, is like I said, I'm back in the gym, and, and now I want to build strength. I want to push my body to like be stronger to be leaner to be more flexible and not even for like the aesthetic part of it just because i i before i got sick i was genuinely enjoying the fact that like i was getting stronger and i could put more weights on the 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 bench press and that i was able to leg press more like watching the the transition uh watch as as i was progressing i should say not transition but as watching myself progress was really dope so I want to get back to that. So those are the two things that I'm working on right now to better myself, if you will. Um, so, yeah, that's my get it together for this week. Betterment always in all ways. I love that. I love that. I love that. Um, especially the part about just like taking things with like an athlete's mind perspective like you have to condition you have to train mm-hmm, exactly. you have to you know look at the tapes and review like what can mm-hmm. i do better like that's the only way we're able to grow at anything and so i, re- I really can appreciate that yeah shout out um, to Anwan, this... antoine his book is available on amazon if you all would like to purchase it and again it's called an organic guide to living happier and healthier bam check out antoine's book uh, this week, my get it together is going to be titled Find What's Important to You. Um, so often we curate these things that we want to do. You know, we say we want to make this amount of money at this age or we say, um, you know, hey, when I'm here, I want to be there or I want to have this job or, you know, we have our values and then we stick to them. But then when things may not pan out how we want them to pan out, we begin to get really antsy, like, oh my gosh, are things going to work out for me? You know, I, I've spent eight years in college, but I'm not able to find a job, um, you know, or whatever the case may be. Like, you know, just when things start to get shaky, we start to, you know, sometimes lose faith that maybe it's not going to pan out the right way for us. And then we may begin to start to fill up space with other things, things that aren't even valuable valuable to us things that aren't even a part of our goals and our dreams just things that are maybe more attainable you know we start searching for these quick highs and recently i found myself doing that i found myself um you know stepping away from from the things that are important to me to fill them with something that in my mind was more tangible or something that was more instant yeah like 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 something that was going to get me an instant high um instead of just being steadfast and you know, 
to your point, Vaughn, you know, looking at it, looking at it from like an athlete's perspective where I can Mm -hmm. review my tapes and say, hey, I can improve here, here, here. And these are things that I'm going to do to make it better. Instead, um, in this particular case, I found myself searching for something else to replace that area to make me feel better about myself. And then, um, you know, it, it, it takes you away from what your goal is holistically. You know, whenever you're not focused on what you want to do and then you begin to replace it with something else, you don't essentially start over, but it does kind of stunt your growth. You know, you do have to stop all of the traction. You have to stop all of the energy that you've been giving towards this one common goal in order to replace it with something else, something else that you think is going to fulfill you. But is it really going to fulfill you or are you just really chasing for another high? Mm. Um, are you, or are you really looking for something that's just going to feed the ego and, 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 and give you something that's temporary? Um, and so I think a great way to remedy that it's really take inventory of what you want to do and who you want to be and start thinking about the things that make you feel good that, that go hand in hand with that inventory. So for me, example, yoga feeds my soul. Yoga makes me feel good. Not only, not only teaching it, but also the, but also my personal practice. And so I know that if I do anything that takes me away from that, that takes me out of that, that's I'm 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 gonna be doing myself a disservice. You know, I've spent money to invest in my yoga training. I've spent money to invest into yoga clothes and advertisements and 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 additional trainings. It would be a missed opportunity for me to uh, to say, hey, you know what? I'm gonna do something else right now because yoga isn't making me feel good. And we have we have to be okay with understanding that anything in life worth having is worth fighting for, and they're gonna be. Um, bumps along the way where it's going to throw you off your game. It's going to knock you down, but you have to get back up and be ready to commit again, recommit yourself to the practice of saying, hey, this is what I really want to do. I know it's not going to be easy, but I'm not going to give up on myself just for something else that may seem easier right now. Mm. You know, the the low-hanging fruit is not always the the best. best. Ain't that it? It's not always the best. So if you're able to kind of come back to it with an athlete's mindset and retrain yourself and refocus yourself you will get through the hard time but just be consistent and just be steadfast with it that's my get it together absolutely and also remember that like it doesn't need to be in extremes i think that's one thing we also need to learn that like it's okay to just do things one step at a time and do things slowly like you don't have to always dive all the way in you know pause Trey songs and just you know take one step <laughs> just it's okay to to slowly but surely get to where you want to be absolutely it, it's okay and with that being said you guys we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back hey you guys it's malik thanks for listening i hope you're enjoying the show so far remember to tell your friends about what we're doing here this is a community-based show, and the only way we're going to grow is with your help. So be sure to like, subscribe, and share our show with all of your friends and your family. Now back to the episode. All right, you guys, we're back with this week's Growing Up Gay. So I'm sure you guys have heard all of the controversy that's been going on with um, Mr. Mario Lopez. Um, one of my favorite characters from Saved by the Bell. <laughs> it's always um, recently, the ones that you like. 
Mm-hmm. It's always the ones that you like that you have to read and roast and drag. Um, you know, recently, uh, Mario uh, Lopez, the conservative entertainer, um, he spoke out um, on Candace Owens' podcast where he candidly spoke about his disbelief that children have the capacity to make decisions about how they perceive their gender, uh, the dangers parents take excuse me, the dangers uh, parents take um, when they allow their their kids to perceive their own gender and also um, not taking women's word at face value when they say that they have been um, assaulted in some way or some or some or some fashion. So that led me to name this episode not in my house. Uh, so pretty much in this episode, we're going to talk about um, the effects of millennial parenting and weird um and weird normatives um, and also contrasting the differences between our parents' generations and what's what's happening now and what's also socially acceptable. So my first question to Yvonne, I want you to think back to your earliest memory of, uh, of doing something that could have been, I guess, perceived as queer from your family and friends. Um, what was their reaction when you did whatever you were doing? And how did it make you feel when they reacted to you? And how would you have wanted them to respond? Um, it's funny. I have a few, (laughs) I have a few like poignant memories of this. Um, one of them I shared on, I think both of the two of them I've shared on the show. One being, um, when we moved into our house in Florida, uh, cause we lived in an apartment in Lauderdale, shout out to Lauderdale, um, for about a year before my mom bought her house, um, in Fort Lauderdale. Um, and we were, I remember, I'll never forget this. We were unpacking like all the, um, all of our boxes, all the stuff. And the house was basically like unpacked. And we had just a few more items in the garage that we were just like finishing up. So it was my two brothers, my parents and myself. And we were all like unpacking and we were listening to music. And I remember, I like, I remember this so vividly. We had the doors open. It was like nighttime. And... I don't remember exactly what song came on, but I know it was a female artist. I don't know if it was Janet, because this was like 2000 or 99 or some shit like that. I think it was okay, 2000. Okay. Um, and I remember I grabbed a t-shirt. <laughs> and I know we've all done this before. You put a t-shirt on your head and you act like it's hair. So <laughs> I've definitely done that before. You know, Beyonce might be, you know, most popular or most known for her head banging and throwing her hair around. But like I was doing that shit first. Like <laughs> So what whatever this song was, when it came on, I was performing. Y'all hear me? I was dead. Listen, sold out show. Sold out arena. Like I was performing and I was whipping my hair around and like I I remember everyone being like, Whoa, whoa, stop, what what are you doing? <laughs> and I was like, Girl, why y'all tripping? <laughs> like Right. What's tea? Like, why is everyone reacting? Um and they were like, what are you doing? Stop. And they like, I remember my brother grabbed the shirt off my head. And I remember like genuinely being confused. I was like, What? I'm just dancing. Like, what's the big deal? Like, I'm dancing. <laughs> like you know what I mean? And that was like, and, and I didn't understand like at that moment, I just knew whatever this was, I didn't even think of it as a feminine thing or a girl thing. It was, to me, it was just, it was a shirt and some hair and I was throwing it around. And, but I remember like after that being like, oh, that's something girls do. I shouldn't, I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't mm-hmm, do that. Mm-hmm. So I, that's definitely mm-hmm. one moment. And it, 
in the moment, it didn't really make me feel too much of anything. I was just, I was genuinely just confused. I think the the first time I ever felt something or felt wronged in a, in a sense was, um, this was a few years later. I was, it was when Britney Spears was performing at the Super Bowl with, um, with NSYNC, Mary J. Blige, and Aerosmith. I'll never forget it. Because I was so excited for the Super Bowl. And, like, my dad just thought I wanted to watch sports. No, I was trying to watch Britney Spears. Um, so <clears throat> we were, like, getting ready. I had taken a shower at my dad's house because my parents had divorced at this point. And I was at my dad's house, and I was taking a shower, you know, like, you know, normally take a shower, then get ready for bed or whatever. Right. And I was putting on lotion at the end of, at the edge of the bed. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me laugh it. now when I think about it. <laughs> um, and I remember like pumping the lotion into my hand, and like I kicked my leg. <laughs> <laughs> I like kicked my leg up and then put one leg over the other, and was like lotion in my. <laughs> I was being, I was being so extra. Like I was doing a the lot. doll mama. Right. I was like, bitch, this is the doll is lotioning her legs, and um, and I remember my father being like, oh yeah, I do. Oh, what y'all do? We y'all go on so far? And I was like, I'm low. I'm, I'm literally just lotioning my legs. Like, what are you, like, why are you, are, you're spazzing on me because I'm lotioning my legs? Like, are we, is this, is this what we're doing? I just want to watch Britney and lotion my legs. Like, why, why are you mad at me? And I think it was because I could literally, I could see it in his face and I could see, and my brother was also kind of like, whoa, what is about to happen? That right. was a, and then like he asked my mom about it, and like I felt bad in that moment, but I really like like the feeling bad doubled down when he told my mom because my mom brought it up to me, and she was confused because she was like, "What was he? What's your father talking about?" And I was like, "Wow, it was really that bad." Like this, he was like, "Oman things that like the way I was lotioning my which is also why now some of y'all might understand why I'm so appreciative of my father like accepting me as his gay son, you know. His mm-hmm. son that happens to be gay, because growing up, he was very like not with the shits, <laughs> not with me exuding any kind of feminine traits or feminine energy or doing anything slightly feminine. But that was the, the like I said, the first time with the hair thing that didn't re- I didn't really feel anything. But the second time with the lotion, I like felt shame, like actual legitimate shame. Yeah, I remember when I was growing up. Um. <clears throat> This was probably around Beyonce's first album, so Dangerous Me in Love. I had her posters all over my wall. And my dad's best friend, Uncle Marcus, he came over. Um, and, you know, me being myself, I was, in, I was in the sixth grade and I was, you know, bumping around the house, singing and dancing to Beyonce, of course, because, like, my parents, they allowed me to, to pretty much, like, play Beyonce and to, like, dance around. Um... But this particular time, my, my my uncle was over there, Marcus, and he was like, do you want to be her or something? Like, do you want to be her? Well, I've had one of those moments, too. And I was just, I just remember looking like, excuse me? You know, and I was like, no, she's a girl. I can't be her. Like, I, was, I was like, I, I'm, I'm me. And I was like, I like her. I'm in love with her. I want to marry her. Like, I, I cleaned it up. And he was Come like, on, are you, you sure? Better, you better. <laughs> <laughs> right. And he was like, are you sure? Because you're acting like you want to be her. And I was like, low key, I do want to be her, right? right. You know, the doll. but <laughs> the doll. But you know, I just remember him reacting in a way that was so negative, and then 
his reaction cued my dad to react negatively, you know, when normally he would not have. And I just remember feeling like, oh my God, like I, I, you know, I wish that, I wish that they would have, you know, asked me, you know, why do you like Beyonce so much? Like, what about her, you know, makes you drawn to her, you know, but obviously, you know, my parents and uncle didn't have the, the range and the capacity to be so introspective with, you know, that line of questioning. And so that really makes me think about like, when I was growing up, I was allowed to express myself in ways that like pretty much however, like I remember when I was in high school, I got on the step team and my dad, he like once he, he thought the step team was kind of gay. You know, like, you know, mm-hmm. he, he thought it was kind of feminine, mm-hmm. but he still allowed me to like be a part of it because it was something that I was doing and that was passionate about. But then once he realized that there were a lot of gay guys on the team, he's like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like I, like, I want you off that team. And so how were you allowed to express yourself growing up with your, growing up with your mom and dad or, or just with your mom? Like, how did you express yourself at home and, and how is that perceived by your parents? Um, you know, it's funny. I had the same experience with the step team. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was on the, and it's funny because I wanted to be on the step team because of my older brother. Um, my older brother, like, I always say he's like who I would want to be like, but he's straight. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like if I was him, but gay, life would be like amazing because he's like so lit. Um, so yeah, I always looked up to him and I wanted to be on the step team. And he told me like all he did on the step team was like flip because he's very athletic. All he did was doing like flips and that kind of stuff. So he wasn't on the actual, actual step team. My ass, however, wanted to be on the actual, actual step team. And I was actually on it for sixth grade year. And then I became mm-hmm. a, a step captain my seventh grade year. And that was when my brother found out that I was on the team um, because we had a performance and one of his friends um, who shouldn't have even been at our middle school, like you were in high school, stop trying to talk to middle school girls, you nasty. Um, he was there to see one of the eighth grade girls. There were these twins that lived um, like down the street from me. So anyway, long story short, my brother's friend now sees me on the step team and then tells my brother that I'm on the step team. So my brother is like, like you're on the, on the no. step team, and I was like, uh, yeah, like I I come up with steps, and I yeah I'm the cap, cap oh uh, yeah, and he tells my mom he's like nah you got to get off that shit that's just gay bro you can't do that shit, and he tells my mom and my mother bless her bless her Jamaican heart. Mama was, I was like, she was like, what's a step team? <laughs> like, <laughs> what does that even mean? And and she, my mother wasn't really worried about it. It wasn't until we went to Walmart one day and it was a fucking step team outside of the Walmart. And of course, of course, it's an all girl step team. And of course, they're like twerking because it's like South Florida and an yeah. all like an all black girl step team. So they're not just stepping like my school was like mixed uh, heavily, especially more mostly white. And the majority of the step team was black. But like we it wasn't as feminine. I mean, it, it was still, I guess, feminine esque. But like we really it really wasn't that 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 feminine. Um, and like the boys, because there were there were six boys, on, well, four boys on the team. And we had like our own little things that we would do. I mean, we were still. I mean, he still might drop a little pop or something. You know what I mean? But, like, 
So when, when my mother saw that, she was like, <laughs> no, Oh, sir. hell nah. Get off the set. You're not doing this. Yeah. So I had to, had to, and I, oh, I'm so pissed. Cause I loved being on the step team. Um, but you know, what's funny. I, I always joke that like, not to be stereotypical, but I'm like, how did my mother not know that I was gay? Cause my mother swore up and down when I came out to her that like, she had no clue, but I'm like, I would literally lay out your clothes when you were going out. <laughs> like, wow. I'd be like, so you're wearing this dress with these shoes. I don't like that. Put your hair down. I don't want it up for this look. Um, where these, this is the jewelry I think would look best. Um, like I did all of that. And it's funny because my mother, my, I mean, I was never really that expressive as a child. I think outside of like, I think I I learned at a very young age that like, because of my sexual orientation, because I knew I was gay at a very young age, contrary to what Mario Lopez might think, um, I knew there was also something about whatever this was that made other people uncomfortable. So there was a lot of me concealing it. There was a lot of me dancing in my room with the doors closed. There was a Mm -hmm. lot of, um, and it's funny, even singing because all the singers that I looked up to were women, all the voices that I was enamored by were women, except for Luther Vandross. Um, all the voices that I was truly enamored by were women. I'd never even liked to sing. Um, in front of my family because I thought that it was like a feminine thing to do to sing, which is asinine. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't allow, and it's funny. I, I still think I carry some of that now. I'm not necessarily always the most expressive person in person. I, I, I tend to be a little, contr- well, not a little, I tend to be very controlled of how I allow myself to emote and how I allow myself to move. And, and it's funny. I think the one thing where is dancing, like, Cause it, being Caribbean and dancing, we we the hips is what we dance with. Like right. I had the nickname Whiner when I was little because I would whine, I would roll <laughs> my dead. belly, not and Whiner. Whine. Yes, like my auntie would call me Whiner, like I look a Whiner, and I would roll my belly and I would whine my waist, and that was just. But like no one ever questioned that, <laughs> like that because that's just how we dance. It's not that's not a gay thing. It's just how you can dance. Um, but even with that, the older I got, the more I realized, okay, I can't really do this. Like, my kind of dancing is not necessarily appropriate around my, like, siblings, my brothers or their friends or even around other straight. And I think I talked about it on this podcast, how, like, I went to uh, pianos, the, the club pianos. Um, yep. I think it's on the Lower East Side one night. And that was, like, the first time I think I ever allowed myself to, like, really dance, like, Broco Tanguan. And it was so freeing because I was in a space that was shared with, you know, a lot of heterosexual, I mean, a lot of, yeah, a lot of heterosexual men and heterosexual women. And like, it was me and my, my two homeboys, shout out to Al, shout out to Nico. Um, and we were, we didn't give a fuck. We was, (laughs) we was fucking it up and like people were living for us and it was like, wow, this is different. (laughs) Like I've never allowed myself that. Were, were you very like expressive? I mean, I know you said Beyonce was like your... Like you're, I did the same thing with Britney, by the way. Everyone thought I wanted to marry Britney Spears. I was just a stan. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, I remember becoming really expressive in high school. Like, um, my senior year, we had this thing called um, the Black and White Ball. And it was pretty much like a gala, if you will, 
a prom for your parents, essentially. Like, it, it was a nice formal dinner. We all right. wore black and white and tuxedos, X, Y, Z. And my grandparents came. And I remember I told the DJ, I said, listen, I want you to play single ladies. Yes. And- <laughs> oh, my God, Malik. Did you post this on Facebook? I don't know. I've, I'm yes, sure. I did. Yes. Yeah, I've seen this yes. clip before. Okay. This time yes. we go back. Yes. We go back. Yes. Yes. There was a clip of me dancing on Facebook. Yes. Years ago. I have to find that clip actually. Yeah. Um, so at the black and white ball, out of nowhere, single ladies just, just bumps on and I bust out in the middle of the dance floor and do the whole damn dance. Fucking um, up. <laughs> bitch, I fucked it up. Like, I at that point I was done hiding. I wanted to be out there. I wanted to let bitches know what the fuck was up, what time it was, in the words of Nene Leaks. You know, I just I wanted people to know that it was my time. And I remember, um, you know, just feeling really like confident in in it. You know, like just really, just free and not giving a fuck. And so. Um, what's really weird about Mario Lopez and, 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 and his whole interview with Candace Owens is that, you know, he said that he felt like it was really dangerous, uh, to take cues from kids until they were in their more formative years. And so, you know, being millennials and, and, and having a different out, outlook on what it, on what it looks like to raising kids and, and actually wanting kids moving forward, how long would you wait um, to allow your kid to transition if that's something that they said they had interest in or if they felt like they were, you know, questioning their gender. Um, you know, I think the the dangerous thing is to not allow your child to express and explore. Um, sexuality, gender identity, all of that is a spectrum. And I think in this generation, we know that. Or at least in right. this generation, we've had enough discussions to where it's not something foreign. Um, now I would, I personally wouldn't do any surgical matters with my child. Um, but if you want to wear a dress, like sis, do you want pink or do you want, like, what do you, what color, what color dress do you want to wear? Like if you want to play in makeup or if you're a female, uh, if I, if I happen to have a daughter and she is more, I think I would take the approach that Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt have, and they've just allowed their, their their son or their daughter i'm not sure how their child identifies to carry themselves the way that they want to um like when it comes to hormones and and all that that's definitely something i think i would wait a little bit longer like until they're you know in their teens and more you know understand more of what that experience would be like only because there's a lot of um there's a lot of responsibility and there's also a lot of a lot of um, mental changes that happen when when you to your like when you're, you you start taking hormones and how it affects your body, and like I said, I would I would allow my child to do everything non-invasive up until at least I feel like the age of thirteen. If you choose to identify prior as as such prior to then, if you choose to like I said, want to dress, if you want like whatever you need to do prior to then to make yourself feel comfortable absolutely um but when it comes to invasive things like surgeries or like starting the process of moaning and all that i definitely think i would wait until about 13. yeah i think i would wait too just because of how serious it is um and and i do think that 
Um, when you are a teenager, you are a lot more understanding of the repercussions and the circumstances, you know, like your, your mind's forming a lot more. You can really be a lot more, um, detailed with, Hey, what the facts are and, and, and what it really means to take on this new life. So I could definitely get behind, you know, waiting until my child was in their teenage years. But I think what's so interesting about conservative opinions and, uh, people that, do identify as conservatives and they really take on these conservative views is that um, they use like Christianity and religion as the backbone to a lot of their arguments and their conversations, you know, and it's like, they're so quick to dismiss and, or to use certain Bible scriptures to, you know, as props for their, for their rhetoric and for their opinions. And so I think about like Bible verses, like, um, Matthew twenty one sixteen that says out of the mouth of babes and sucklings. And what that means is pretty much, um, you know, children are wise beyond their years, you know, that although they may be inexperienced when it comes to life, but what they do have is truth and honesty. Mm. What they do have is, um, you know, a level of morale that adults don't have, you know? Right. Um, and so, I'm interested to hear, like, why do you think that they're so quick to 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 pick and choose when they want to use the Bible to justify their controversial topics? I think people fall on religion um, because it's the one thing that is, uh, I think, universally seen as sacred. And it is the one thing that is universally seen as, um, st- like, structure for society and it's it's kind of the one thing that all communities have even if it it might go by a different name it's kind of like it would it used to be seen as the ultimate trump god i hate that i have to say that the trump card like yeah if if you know anyone questions anything or if anyone out with well the bible says well the bible says and i think we've gotten to the point in a generation where we're like well girl what what the fuck like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the the Bible says okay. The Bible also says you're not supposed to eat pork. The Bible also says you're not supposed to have premarital sex. But you got three children and not nan husband. Like the Bible also says like you should not be ejaculating. The Bible says a lot of things. You know what the Bible doesn't directly say? That your child should not tra- a tra- uh, transition. The Bible does not yeah. directly say that homosexuality is is something that is you know ungodly. Like there yeah. there's a lot of things in the Bible. And if, if you, and to me that, that is the weakest argument to ever bring up with me because first and fucking foremost, were you there when it was written? Mm-hmm. Is that your text? Yeah. Oh no. So, uh, an oppressor brought this text to you to further oppress you. And that is what you want to use to now oppress me. Mm-hmm. That don't fly over here. The Bible, I would rather you just say, I'm not comfortable then bring up the Bible because I'm first of all, first of all, I I know my higher power and my higher being. And guess what? We wouldn't be here for so long and doing all the things that we're doing if we weren't supposed to be homosexuality. didn't just pop up. It's not malaria. It's not fucking the Zika virus. It's not fucking um, a kissing. Like it's, it's we've been here forever and we've discussed that. Um, on previous episodes of this show 
And it's just like, I don't know, the Bible to me is just like, that's a weak argument. It's a moot point to me because no one lives 100% by the Bible. And I think the funniest thing is no one sin, no one sin outweighs the other. So, niece, what are you even talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, according to your Bible, me being gay and you eating shellfish, same thing. So if you're going to Red Lobster, sis, I'm having a husband. Okay? Bam. Yeah. Period. And... And 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 I'll meet you. In and I'll the meet club you there. Right. Yeah. I'll be there when, yeah. when when it's the um the shrimp season. You know. Right. Like, I'll be in there too. Like we, I'll be gay and eating my shrimp. And you and your 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 two children you had before you finally married that woman who you cheated on fifteen times. Y'all can we can be right across from each other, sitting down. So yeah. to to the ground. Yeah, yeah. I. I really feel like when I was like reading a lot of the text from the from the interview, I was thinking like, hmm, a lot of a lot of I, I kind of felt like that Candace was really almost kind of like manipulating um, Mario into saying a lot of things, and I kind of felt like she was like sh- she was like gaslighting him a little bit. She was, um, and you know, I, expect. I, I can't even believe, and honestly, like, a a lot of people have so many issues with this interview. My, I think my biggest issue, because like I was telling Malik earlier, I'm not surprised that a 40-year-old Hispanic man thinks these things. Like, I'm just not. Um, That, to me, is not what offends me, I think, most. That's ignorant, yes. Um, But it's rhetoric that I would expect from someone in his age group. What I am more offended by, like, why are you on Candace's show? That to me says more than I, I than anything else. The fact that you you weren't interviewing her for extra, like you were clearly showing us where you align, what you who and what you align yourself with, and what beliefs beliefs you have, and I have more of an issue with that than I do with you worrying about transgender people. Like, yeah, you can be ignorant in regard to that, but now you're proving to me that you're ignorant in regard to race. You're proving to me that you're ignorant ignorant in regard to uh, equality. And then the thing is, you're Latin. Your cousins and them is at the border in cages. Like, niece, what? And you're sitting there with Candace? Yeah. Get your life together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and with Candace, you know, she shared a story about that when she was a child, um, she went through this tomboy phase for a year, and she said that um, she felt like... Um, that if she had decided to transition while she was in like this tomboy phase, um, you know, and shave her head, that is and, so ignorant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, shave her head and become a boy, that she'd be more depressed once she actually went through went through puberty and started liking boys. And she said that you can't make a decision like that when you're three years old. And I really think that it's so dangerous to really continue to um, compare the physical. The physical to what's really happening with someone's mental, internally, like, you know, right. with their gender. Yeah, internal, internally. And so it's like, why do we continue to um, say that, well, why, why do we continue to make gender so easy as just hair and, and, and dresses when it's really so much more than that? It's so much deeper than just the outly, you know, the outwardly appearance of people. It's really something that is really sacred and something that's really internal for a lot of people. Um, and I think it raises us to, 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 to the question. It's like, 
why is Hollywood's opinion about social topics so important in the current climate? And I think that's because, you know, we look to media and to Hollywood for images, you know, for references. And so it's like when we see people like um, Brad and Angelina or um, any other celebrity that's allowing their kid to grow up in a gender neutral role, it's like, Obviously, people in Hollywood, they have a lot more access to money. And what we know about access to money is that when you have money, you're not worried about the day-to-day struggles of commoners, right? Right. And I think about parents who are struggling to put food on their table and they're at a dead-end job and now they have to come home and deal with their their trans child. It's a lot to take in. And I also could imagine it could be really difficult for a parent who is you know, used to being confined to a degree, working at a job, um, you know, coming home to their spouse every day to these, and then having to deal with a child who's saying, I want to color outside of the margins. You know, I don't want to be confined by this body. This, you know, there's more to me than just this. So I could see how that could be a bit of a stretch for people. Who, it's taxing. Yeah. Yeah. It's taxing. It's so taxing and, you know, there is no roadmap for it, but I do, but then I think about like how, how much more marginalizing it is to have these uninformed opinions, um, about things that you really don't even know about. Right. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. I think the reason why Hollywood's opinion is so pivotal in all of this is because I think the thing we know more than anything is that like representation matters representation media in general has is is what is teaching people more so than school is because unfortunately school doesn't do uh, much for us outside of teaching us the things that the government wants us to kind of know you know what i mean right and celebrities and media for the longest while has dictated what is acceptable Um, what is quote-unquote good, what is quote-unquote bad, and has kind of structured the way that we should look at ourselves and how society should react to things and what how society should feel about things. And I think we look at even issues like uh, complexion. Um, Society told us what the sin... I mean, media and society at large told us what standards of beauty should be. It uh, Now, a lot of that stemmed from, you know, patriarchy and... Of course, you know, white people being at the being the gatekeepers of pretty much everything in the world of of media and beauty and 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 all forms of visual representation. But like, believe it or not, these celebrities, like I said, matter because they show us what is quote unquote acceptable and not, and what isn't. Which is why it's dangerous when you have people that have platforms that are spewing um, ignorant rhetoric or hateful rhetoric. It's it's why we care when Kanye West aligns himself with Kanye with uh, Donald Trump, because there's going to be a 16 year old boy um, that says black or white. That's going to say, huh, my favorite artist thinks Donald Trump is cool. Maybe the things Donald's saying aren't so bad. And especially if that child does already come from a, a, a place of privilege, especially if that child is white. If they look at like, well, hey, a black superstar like Kanye West says that like Donald Trump isn't so bad. So like make America great again. Maybe it's not that bad. I mean, I have uncles that think that way anyway. So like maybe those poor people, those poor black people are just complaining. Maybe they are just lazy 
or or in cases I I look at Sade, um, and I know this is really random, but Sade has a son now. Her son was born a girl, um, and it's funny. I'm anyone that knows I'm obsessed with Sade. I love her. She's like, if I was born in like the '80s, like early '80s, she would be like my Rihanna. Like I love Sade. Yeah. Um, I admire her, like her voice, her, just her aesthetic, just everything about Sade. I just, I rock with, I love her. I love the music, love the music. Um, and I remember following her son when he identified as she, and I ironically found, uh, her son because he was a massive Rihanna fan, like a stan. And I just thought it was like the coolest thing in the world that Sade's child was a Rihanna stan. Because that means, like, <laughs> Sade is at the house and Rihanna is bumped. And I, I, that was my initial connection. And this was, I'm talking maybe 12 years ago that I started following, or I'm lying, not 12, maybe 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, like, about 10 years, I found. I remember finding her on Twitter, because we're, like, around the same age. Uh, I remember finding her on, tw- uh, I'm sorry, him on Twitter, um, and then going over to his Instagram, and then I remember when he transitioned, started to transition, and for me, it was weird, because I had never watched, now, we all know, like, Cher and her, and her son, and, and that whole, you know, experience, but I had, I had never, like, watched someone go through the process, and he was a beautiful young lady, like, beautiful, beautiful, um, young lady, so it was just, it was so interesting to me to watch the transition happen and like he, he's thriving and like he's every, every time like something in regard to his mother pops up like he always you know writes these beautiful messages about how like he's so thankful that his mother accepted him and loved him and allowed him to to do everything necessary to make the transition and like get all the surgeries and how like she's afforded him a level of privilege to get all all that done and I think that is why that celebrities matter in this case, because like we talked about on a few episodes ago, when we were younger and we were gay for like you saying, like it was Beyonce seeing, seeing Beyonce have Johnson Austin, uh, not Johnson Austin, Lord, Jonte and um, Sean Bankhead perform with her on Tyra Banks's show where you were like, Oh snap. Like here are these two queer men that are performing with Beyonce, like Beyonce saying that this is okay. Men performing single ladies is okay. And that that is why the celebrities' opinions and stuff like this hold so much value because they have access, they have privilege, they have they have platforms. And it's like seeing that they are they're they are understanding, they're accepting and they're progressive allows other people out there to, to, to think, okay, well, maybe I need to view things differently. Maybe I need to, to open myself up. You know, if, if the person that I love so much is 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 accepting of these things, maybe I should be too. But it, it, it's, a, it's a double, it's a two-way street because if that person is, of course, ignorant and, you know, spewing hateful rhetoric, then you have people that will align with that as well. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, with that, we know that trans kids are a current target right now. But recently I was on uh, the shade room and there was a post about uh, this, this girl or something. She was, I guess, having some, 
some inappropriate messages with some other guy friends online via Snapchat. And her dad was, I mean, he went on this Ugh, minute so rant. It was so disgusting, like calling his daughter a thought and this and that. And, and then the mom chimed in in the background. And so just I'm sorry, I'm 95 percent sure her mom is white. Just oh, yeah, the mom is the mom is definitely white. Yeah, the mom is definitely The mom was 100 percent white. You could you, you could hear it in her voice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you could hear it in her voice. Um, and with that, so, you know, we've seen, oh, over the last few years, um, an increase with parents using social media to discipline their kids by exposing the inappropriate things th- that, that they do. Um, and so do you think that that tactic of online shaming helps the children demonstrate new behaviors or does it help the kids further display or further pushes them into more, um, things that I guess are potentially harmful on online? I think it's disgusting. Um, yeah. Like I said earlier, like I said last week, I keep referring back to old episodes, but you know, listen if y'all haven't. <laughs> um, like I said last week, one thing I don't tolerate is outward forms of disrespect from anyone. Yeah. Um, in that context, I was I was saying, you know, as far as significant other goes, that's an, a, an absolute not for me, but it's an absolute not across the board. I'll, I'll, like I said, being outwardly disrespectful for to me is is letting other people know that they don't need to respect me, that they don't need to have respect for me. Because if your parent is willing to get online and call you a thought and talk about um and sh- and you know say essentially say you're a hoe and that you're out here hoeing. Yeah. Like what is going to stop someone someone's son from seeing that and say, "Hey bro, she a hoe." Hey, bro, your daddy know you a hoe. Even your daddy know you a hoe. Like that is damaging to a child. Like that's fucking with their mental. That's letting them know you don't value them. And like, what does a child, how should a child feel when their parent doesn't value them? Like, Overall. Your, your daughter is apparently already looking to men for forms of validation. And now you're giving her a reason to, if you haven't already, you're now giving her a reason to feel and need to be validated by, by other men because she's not getting it from her father. It's disgusting. I don't think... If you're a parent and that's how you think you need to parent your child by sh- especially in and now it's one thing to embarrass your child, right? Cuz I've seen the videos of the mom that's like um there's a there's a video of this white mom that gets on her daughter's Snapchat and is like, "So I'm telling everybody's mom, Jesse, you're I'm telling your mom that you out here trying to have my daughter um playing with weed or like it was she was she was kind of going off but it was in a respectable sense of y'all are trying me and my child. And I don't care if she thinks she wants to partake in certain things. What y'all not about to do in my house, not in my house, is have my child partake in these foolish activities. And if you think I'm playing, I'm going to call all your parents and tell all your parents that y'all are not only acting up, but trying to drag my child into y'all's foolish behavior. She never called her child out of her, her uh, out of their name. She never called any of the children out of the, All she said was, y'all need to get right. <laughs> like she she pulled a classic um um southern or maybe I would say black but she wasn't a black woman. She pulled a classic black mom. Uh uh uh. Uh uh. Uh uh. to cut that out. Right. She did that but on like a social media level and it was brilliant to me and it was hilarious because it was like yeah, kids might clown her that like her mom logged onto her Facebook. It wasn't, but it wasn't like I mean her Snapchat, but it wasn't anything derogatory in the sense of it was more so like, well, child, I ain't sending you no more snaps because your mom, <laughs> your mom about to tell my mom I'm acting up. You know what I mean? It's it's kind of like 
a different layer. It's a different level. Like that father on 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 Shade Room completely crossed every boundary. And if I was his child, I honest to God would not speak to him like ever again. I wouldn't be able to. Yeah, I would have lost all respect. All of, yeah. Would, is that how you? How do you feel about it? Yeah, I feel the same way. I think that overall, you know, parenting, like comparing how our parents did. <laughs> comparing how, comparing how our parents parented, you know, twenty five years ago versus what we now know is effective conversations and how you really get to the root of problems. We know that a lot of shit they were doing was problematic as fuck, right? We know that, right? Especially when we're talking about dealing with the natures of, um, of 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 kids who happen to be queer or maybe gender not conforming and or kids that may be sexually active. What we now know is that. Um, shaming people and using these scare tactics is not the best way to get the best out of people. Like, that's not how we do it. Like, we see that stance when it comes to business, when you're leading teams or trying to get, you know, change company culture and or when you're parenting. Like, we know that you cannot use scare tactics. You, You cannot use fire with fire like you have to talk with people you have to get down to the root cause of everything and i really think that um it's damaging when you have a parent that to your point does not really respect who you are and doesn't even take the time to do the research to find out what's going on they just go to social media and they blast you and they leave you out to dry as if that's going to help them like it's gonna fix anything yeah, it's not going to fix anything. Like it doesn't it doesn't it it moves the conversation nowhere. So I think it just does I think it does a, it, it all a disservice, honestly. Absolutely. And I just want to double down and say like don't silence your children or or, or have your children feel like what, the things that they feel are invalid or that they don't deserve to state exactly how they feel about any and everything. I think we need to raise more, especially as black people, brown people, people of color, we tend to to come from a society of if, you know, if I didn't ask you, you know, your opinion isn't needed or don't talk, don't speak until you're spoken to. And like, while there are, there are some forms of respect that, that children need to have, I think it's just good for, for structure and raising. I still think your child needs to to feel comfortable enough to come to you and say, mommy, daddy, I feel this about this or, you know, this happened or, you know, what does it mean if this or, you know, I feel this way about whatever the case may be. Like you need to don't make your child feel like their opinions aren't valid. And this goes for your, your nieces, your nephews, your little cousins. Like we're quick to shut down and and invalidate children that way we don't have to answer to them and i feel like that is not the correct way to raise a child answer to that child because the the thing you're silencing on them silencing in them now could lead to something them them keeping something else from you that's more pivotal Mm, i absolutely agree listen to your kids and i think we've done this topic Fuck you, Mario Lopez, and fuck you, Candace Owens. Absolutely. <laughs> With the that being said, you guys, <laughs> the long way. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. Hey, you guys, it's Malik. I hope you're enjoying the show. If you haven't, be sure to follow us on social media. Our Twitter is G 
R O W I N U P G A Y underscore. And our Instagram is G R O W N U P G A Y. Be sure to tell a friend about what we're doing. Continue to share the show. And we appreciate you and we love you. Now let's get back into the episode. All right, so we are back with the wind down. Um, if this is, is your first time listening to us, the wind down is our. I feel like I say this every episode, um, but it's, the wind down is our celebrity social media um, based portion of the show where Malik and I get to kind of you know shoot the shit. We kind of get to discuss what's going on in current events or on the timeline. Um, you know, keep things keep things going. Um, so the first thing that we wanted to get into is AJ Cal. Now speak. Now I don't know what is going on over at Extra, <laughs> but like y'all staff is bugging. Like first Mario Lopez is out here being a whole backwards Republican, and well I should say first AJ Calloway is out here like being inappropriate and like sexually harassing people, and now y'all got Mario Lopez out here as a backwards Republican. Extra, extra, we might not want to read all about it. Um, so, yes, AJ Calloway, um, of course, of 106 and Park fame, um, has officially been fired from Extra. Um, if you guys aren't familiar with the story, um, I feel like everyone should be because, like I said, he is of 106 and Park fame. And we all used to watch and love 106 and Park, especially when AJ and Free were on the show. Um, but, yeah, around last year, um, kind of in the in the midst of all the other, um, the Me Too uh, movement and all the other sexual harassment scandals that were kind of uh, popping up in the past two years, AJ was uh, named as one of the people that was, um, you know, abusing power. Um, He was another man in power that was sexually harassing, allegedly, uh, women at work. Um, And... It's it's for me it was disheartening to to read, uh, but it says uh, Mr. Calloway maintains. Ooh, excuse that. <laughs> it says Mr. Calloway maintains uh, that these um, ups, I'm sorry, there's things popping up as I'm talking. Like excuse me, I'm trying to read. Um, Mr. Calloway maintains that these uns- unsubstantiated allegations are uh, patently false. Um, A lawyer for the host said February in a statement, according to Variety, he vehemently denies that he ever assaulted anyone and looks forward to clearing his name. Well, X, uh, it looks like Extra said, we don't know about clearing your name, but can you please clear out your office? Because he has been fired officially. Um, Extra said, you know what, sir? It's 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 been fun. It's been real, but you got to go. But we're going to cut our losses. Um, and this says they agreed to part ways mutually, which means they fired him and probably cut him a cute little check. So, um, yeah, it's it's sad, you know, that that um, another man, especially someone that we all kind of grew up with, was out here assaulting women, allegedly, and abusing power, allegedly. Um, but, you know, I, I, at this point, I've come to not be surprised by anything. <laughs> I, at no, this point, I, I'm just kind of like, girl, who isn't? Like, I, all y'all are. I mean, I don't think you can be surprised. I mean, men in power have always been a dangerous thing. And 
especially regardless of sexual orientation. Yeah, regardless of sexual sexual orientation, regardless of race, um, just men in power. And what I really hate about when we found out about black men that are doing this, there there there's always that like doubling down on all. Here they are again after after another black man. Like, listen, black people do wrong. Black people, Absolutely. although we are, you know, a marginalized community or, or you know, and, and all that good shit, we still need to have our hand held to the fire if we are acting up. Like, Absolutely. It, does not, it does not matter. It does not matter. Like, everyone, if you do something, you need to be held accountable to it. And, and, and I think that goes for AJ, Bill Cosby, so on and so forth. Like, if you do the crime, allegedly, you need to be held accountable to it. Absolutely. Like, I don't care how many number one videos you have introduced. <laughs> like, <laughs> that does not, like, erase the fact that you were out here being inappropriate and uh, allegedly assaulting people. Like, that doesn't clear that up, sir. Like, no. Absolutely no. not. So, no. yes, AJ has been fired from Extra. And Mario, sis, you might be next. Um, and speaking of TV news, um, <laughs> Titus Burgess um, was on Watch What Happened Live with uh, Andy Cohen and um, Laverne Cox. Laverne Cox. Ooh, I was yep. thinking Tyra Banks so bad, but it was Laverne Cox. Um, Same person. <laughs> see, I wasn't going to say it. Um, but yeah, during um, a the segment of the show, Andy turned to Titus and it's funny if you watch uh if you watch the full interview you can definitely sense there was some like like I was saying I think something happened prior to the the interview I don't know if words were exchanged or like if there was you felt some tension there was a slight bit of tension not like thick tension just like a little a little what's that Right. right. Um, but at, at at one point, um, Andy brought up Eddie Murphy. Um, and that well, I'm sorry. He brought up the fact that Titus is in a new movie with Eddie Murphy and um then went on to ask Titus uh about whether or not his interaction with Eddie was uh positive because during you know, in Eddie's past he has said some very homophobic um, things and made some slurs and, you know, ha- had some derogatory things to say about the queer community. And Titus, <laughs> I don't think anyone was ready for for Titus's uh, response. And I give Titus a lot of credit um, because if you watch the full interaction, like y'all really have to pick up on cues. From the minute... Andy brought up Eddie. Titus was like, where are you taking this? Where are we? Where is this going? Okay, you're going here. Let's redirect. Okay, so right. still going there. Let's redirect one more time. Okay, Nice, you're going there again. Okay. Um, and in, in all of that, he still kind of kept, he kept it pretty professional. Like I said, he kept trying to redirect. And then Andy said, I forgot what Andy said to him. And he was like, girl. <laughs> Titus said, girl, go on, do your show. Girl, go on, do your show. <laughs> it was right, so, like, like, girl, go ahead, do going. your show. Like, right. it was so, it was so dismissive. It was so funny. And it was, I also, what I thought was hilarious was Laverne was kind of like, oh, 
Is this? Like, I feel like I felt like Laverne was like, "What's happening?" Laverne, Laverne was like, "Wait a minute, is this? What is going on?" <laughs> like, and you could tell Andy was kind of like, "Uh, it, uh it, it, okay, um, next topic." <laughs> like, it was it was classic. And then Laverne, um, not Laverne, Lord, Titus took to his Instagram and decided to air shit out. And I love this. Me personally, like, I love a direct read. I love a Yes, I am talking to you. Yes, you. You right in front of me. You just tried my life. I'm speaking to I don't do all the 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 beating around the bush, the, you know, trying to be um political, all uh-uh. Titus said, Look, sis, um, I don't know who you thought I was, but this is exactly who I am. <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you all about yourself. And I have no issue with doing so. And I thought it was um, hilarious. I agree. I think um, this is Andy's second time recently being called out for being messy. Little Kim recently just did it. And now we have Titus calling him out for being messy and being too much, especially when it comes to sensitive black issues. Like, um, to Titus's point, it's like, why do we need to rehash something that was... 30 years ago like right. you know Eddie obviously you know he's grown whatever him and Titus have had a decent working relationship why feel the need to slander and bring this man down like no like I really respect Titus for being like you know listen you're not doing this on my watch not today sis right and I think me personally I think what Andy and, 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 and Titus spoke to this when he was on Wendy Williams and it was, he thought that Titus Burgess and Titus Andromedon <laughs> were one and the same. And, and I think, and maybe this is just me being conspiracy theorist, but in my personal opinion, I feel like Andy was like, Ooh, we have a trans woman and Titus Burgess on the show. Titus is working with Eddie Murphy. Eddie of course has allegations of him messing with men and trans women. Mm-hmm. So like, this is a perfect let's, time to bring it up. Right. Let's roast and gag a little bit. Like, let's have a little yep. fun with this. And yep. I, what I don't I think, see that. And what I don't think he was expecting was for Titus to be like, girl, you don't know me like that. Because mm-hmm. I still have to work with this man. Like, I, this movie, it's not like this movie was came out two years ago. Like, I still have to work with this man. I have to go to premiere. Like, we have to push this movie so that, because, you know, Titus was saying that, you know, how he feels like there could be Oscars and... and the future for Eddie for his performance in this film. So it's like, if I'm about to have like my big break, I'm not about to sacrifice that to roast and gag with you for five seconds. Like, sir, what's the bigger picture? Right. Especially because like when he brought up the movie, he went straight to the mess. It's not like he brought up the movie and was like, he didn't bring up, he didn't even bring up Eddie in the context of him being this, you know, comedic giant and what is it like to work with him and who do you play in the movie? Is there anything you can tell us about the movie? It was kind of like, so you're in this movie or whatever, but more so mess. Like, let's get to the mess. And I think Titus just picked up on it and was like, I'm not about to sacrifice myself, my black ass self for your little white show. Like, that's not happening. Agreed. Listen, stick to the devil that you know, not the devil that you don't. And what Listen. you do know is the black devil, not the white <laughs> devil. Listen, that is real. That is real. Um, speaking, <laughs> um, I was about to say speaking of something, but that would have been messy. 
So the the last topic that I wanted to touch on for this week um, is Twitter. Um, Twitter is such a blessing and a curse. It is it is the breeding ground for joy, but so much sorrow. <laughs> it is like literally. It is just purgatory. <laughs> like it is so much. Um, so earlier today, and I'm gonna call him Body Bay. So a few days ago, actually, this gentleman's uh, picture went viral. Um, And I want to say this was maybe two days ago. Um, Now, if you've ever... It's this very tall-looking gentleman who is, like, thick, but, like, toned at this very same time. He looks a good 6'5", maybe. Maybe, like, 240, 250, but, like, muscle and abs, and he's tatted, and he's chocolate. And it was kind of the classic picture of, like, a girl. You know you know how the Instagram girls do, where they, like, be on vacation with their bae, and they put an emoji over their significant other's face? So yeah. that was a picture that went viral. And I, I too, <laughs> retweeted the picture. Um, the initial... Let me find it. The initial tweet said... Men with this physique really do something to me. I'm down on bed. I'm down on bended knee for real, for real. And then the girl that retweeted it, the one this is the one that went actually went viral. It says, "Lord, are you seeing this? This is what I am praying for. Send a son from your linebacker collection. <laughs> also, send some food stamps too, so I can feed his ass." <laughs> and I retweeted it because a his body's phenomenal and he has nice hands. And I, I too would like a son from your linebacker collection, Jesus. Just Okay. Shit. <laughs> like put let me those in. melodies from your head. Put me down. in, coach. Right. Me let, in. Okay. Okay. So um <laughs> what followed that of course was, you know, loads and loads of th- and this is the thing about social media that like is so beautiful but also so harmful. People couldn't just like let a image be. So it went viral enough to where this young lady said, hold up, hold up, hold up, wait a minute. (laughs) Is this picture old or is it new? And the reason why this young lady was asking that question is because it was her, it is her significant other. And of course, in that picture, like I said, it was a girl with her hands around a very finely built man. So she was like, is this nigga creeping? Like, is this, are you one of his old, you know, pieces? Um, and then from there, of course, because of the mess, it went even more viral. Um, and his, um, his name, he, his name is Keithrick. I'm not going to say his last name. Um, but yeah, what followed that, however, were pictures of his face. Because people saw all this body and was like, well... I can't see the face because of the emoji. So sure enough, his full government name was exposed. His Facebook, his Instagram, all of that came to light. And first people clown him because his name is Keith, Keith Trick. Keith, Keith Trick. Now, I personally wouldn't name my child Keith, Keith Trick. <laughs> but, you know, that's his mother's problem and not mine. Um, so yeah, then there were pictures, like I said, of his face that went viral. Now this is, he is a, uh, like I said about, he's a good six, five, six, six. Cause he has uh, pictures with basketball players and they're the same height. Um, like a myriad of basketball players, including, um, Iman Trumpert. 
um, and they're all the same height. So this is a very t- this is not a sh- this is a man, okay? Um, but unfortunately, Keith Trick is in need of an orthodontist. Shit. He. I'm just. It, I have one. I can refer him to one if he needs one. He's excellent. Um, but yeah, I mean, a little so, a little gap ain't never hurt nobody. Now, now it's not necessarily the gap. Why I would suggest the orthodontist is more so because it's like a gap, and one tooth appear is like apparently walking away from the other. Like, <laughs> like one, <laughs> one, oh, one tooth put God. in his two weeks notice, and the other tooth is like fully committed to staying in that position. So he he is in need of an. Now here's the thing. I went to his Instagram, and let me tell y'all something. I know I said last week, nice teeth is, you know, one of the things that I like in a man. But this man is fine. Like, he is, well, not fine, but he is sexy. Like, he's bodied. He has a great job. Like, great job. And, like, all he needs is an orthodontist. He's not ugly. Like, he just needs braces or, like, veneers. And, like, considering the fact that he's tricking on these girls and he's giving these girls money, he can afford veneers. He Maybe he just hasn't had the time to get them done yet. Maybe he doesn't want to go through the whole process of braces. And honestly, he's clearly bagging women because there's like three women that claimed him. Three different women that have all messed with him in the past month and a half. So he's clearly pulling chicks. Um, so he, maybe he was like, my mouth might be fucked up, but like the dick still works and the hose is still knocking on my door. Because I... I too would knock at his door. I would ring his bell. Like I, he could take me out. Like I said, I I know an orthodontist. Like, babe, that's a that's a that's a six month six month to a year long problem that we can have situated. Like right, like Malik, friend. Listen, we can get that done quick. We can I go mean, together. I have braces on right I now. Mean, I mean that's that's a six to twelve month case. They could they could knock that out in no time. I'm sitting here looking at some of the comments and somebody commented and said, Now nah, you in distress. <laughs> <laughs> Someone said he's smelling coconut with his teeth and I just Who Y'all are rude. I mean, people just have to really they listen, if you're gonna be a player you really have to be better at playing the game. And one thing I do know about being a player, because I've, I've, I've played a few rounds. If you're going to be a player, if you're going to be out here doing your dirt and doing your shit, you got to be up front with these hoes and tell these hoes, listen, I'm fucking with you, but I'm not fucking with you like that. Right. Okay? We're going to hang out, but we're not going to hang out like that. And like that means just being, hey, Telling people that I'm entertaining several people right now. You're not the only person that I'm entertaining. And, and are you mature enough to be down with that situation? If not, okay, you need do, do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. This right. not the ride for you. It seems like with this man, he's he's been out here promising all these girls the same dream. Well, and that's where you went wrong because one thing also, you know is that a woman scorn. When a woman's fed up. Oh, we can't sing that. I first forgot. No, we cannot sing. But that. also, I just want to say something real quickly. I see a lot of judgment being passed in regards to this man's looks. And no shade, ladies. 
no shade at all. A lot of y'all that are passing judgment need to not. Ooh. That is all I'm saying. Because I'm seeing your hairline plus the hairline that you bought at the same time, and that's a problem for me. Um, a lot. There's just a lot of judgment in regards to this man's looks. And all I'm saying is... All y'all ain't going home to the finest man in the world because, like I said, it's a package. You you might have to take a little fug to get you the lifestyle. Yeah. Okay? Like, his teeth might be crip walking, but at least they crip walking onto, like, a jet or at least first-class seats because, like I said, if you go to his Instagram, he's clearly doing very well for himself. And like teeth I said, and, teeth and all that body. Oh yeah, the body. Listen, bad. turn the lights off. Don't light a candle. <laughs> close okay? your mouth. Right, just bay. Just close. Just smile with your mouth closed. Just the no. Just no veneers. All he needs is veneers. And you know what's so funny? If he got his teeth fixed, all you hoes would be living. Cause that's oh his only problem. Y'all He's be not jocking. Because y'all be lusting after uglier men on the timeline. They just happen to have all of their teeth together. <laughs> like, you know, two of his teeth might be on vacation, but that's fine. We can fix that problem. We can fix that problem. Um, so, yeah, that is that is all that I want to touch on for this week. And that is actually the end of our show. <laughs> um, <laughs> we hope you all have enjoyed this week. It is a shorter episode um, because, you know, there's not that much happening right now. Um, also, I just want to say shout out to anyone that's actually having a hot girl summer. I didn't have one, but it's fine. I'm gonna have a hot girl spring, and I'm a hot. I'm gonna have a hot girl winter. Um, so you know, maybe even a hot girl fall. But like, if you had an actual hot girl summer, like kudos to you. I'm very happy for all of y'all. I am. I definitely have not had a hot girl summer. Um, you know, I haven't had one. I was looking forward to having a hot girl summer, but it just I sure not, was. It just did not materialize and manifest how I thought it would. But you it know sure what? didn't. Uh, the summer's not over. There's still time left. There's still, I think, five months or six months left in the year. So there's still time for us to have a hot, a hot girl fall and a hot girl winter. So I'm just gonna keep on keeping on right. um, with the hopes and intentions that it's gonna happen for me. Right. Now, I don't know much about sports, but all I'm going to say is, and maybe this analogy works and it doesn't, and if it doesn't, I'm gay, so I don't know much about sports. Um, <laughs> you know, I might be out this inning, but, like, doesn't mean I lost the game. Okay? That's a perfect analogy. You used it correctly. Look at that. ESPN holla. Holla. Um, but, yes. Um, <laughs> you guys... Follow us on social media. You can follow Vaughn on uh, Instagram at Vonagram. Follow Vaughn on Twitter at underscore Vaughn. You can follow me on Twitter at Yo Malik. You can follow me on Instagram at Malik Khalid Yoga. Um, be sure to email us. We still have our spill it section that we do when yes. you guys write in. Please. Someone wrote in last week, which was pretty cool. Uh, so email us at growingupgay at gmail.com or email us personally at Vaughn at growingupgay.com and or Malik at growingupgay.com. And yeah, tell a friend to tell a friend about our amazing show that we yes. have that's been growing and we're so excited. Rate us it's five so, stars so it, on iTunes and all that. Yeah, yeah. We've been doing the show for 
over a year now. It's exciting. We have, and we're yeah. we're not stopping. No, we're not. We're going to keep it going. So, hope you guys have enjoyed. Hope you all have a splendid, wonderful week, and do everything with intention. Deuces. Holla.